Welcome to the Summerton Church of God Sermon Podcast, a podcast to help you find life, freedom, and purpose in Jesus Christ. Amen. Three more days. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. Amen. But tonight we've come together to talk about Friday, to talk about the crucifixion of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And for the next few minutes, I just want to talk to you about this subject, when Jesus died. When Jesus died. And I know that we've gathered here tonight, as we do many times for Good Friday, to focus on the physical suffering of Jesus at the cross. But I do believe that if we're not careful, we place all the value, all the emphasis on his physical suffering, and his physical suffering was horrendous. Let's let's make no mistake about that. But even though his physical suffering was horrific, the spiritual implications of what happened at the cross is astounding. And that's what I want us to do here tonight. I don't want us to just value, yes, we need to value the physical suffering of Christ at the cross, and yes, we need to emphasize the physical suffering of Christ Jesus at the cross, but tonight I want us to be able to see the spiritual significance of what Jesus did at the cross. You know, the Apostle Paul tells us in the book of Romans that when you and I become followers of Jesus, that when you and I put our faith and our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, that in a sense, what happened to Jesus at the cross happens to us. Listen to what Paul says here in Romans chapter 6, verse 2. He said, since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? And then he goes to verse 6 and he says this, we know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ. So in a sense, when you and I came to Christ, what happened to Jesus on the cross happens to us. The Apostle Paul said it like this in the book of Galatians. He said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. But beyond that, we're going to look at a passage of Scripture together tonight from Colossians chapter 2 that tells us three things that Christ did for us when he went to the cross. We want to see the spiritual significance tonight, not just talk about the physical suffering of Christ, but the spiritual significance of what Christ did at the cross. And here's the first thing that you and I need to be aware of tonight. And the Bible tells us here that we were dead because of our sins and because of our sinful nature And it says, dead because of our sins, because our sinful nature was not yet cut away. But then it says that God made you alive with Christ. 
for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing us to the or by nailing it to the cross and in this way he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities he shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross in that passage of scripture we see three things that Jesus did for us at the cross here's the first thing at the cross your death died with Jesus At the cross, your death died with Jesus. Listen to what Paul says here in Colossians 2.13. He says that you were dead because of your sins. Now, it's really important that we understand which death the apostle Paul is talking about here because in the book of Romans, we find that Paul talks about three different deaths. First of all, he talks about physical death, and physical death is separation from the living. That those who have experienced a physical death, that they no longer have any interaction with the living. That's physical death, separation from the living. But he also talks about spiritual death, and spiritual death is separation from God. And that separation from God is there because of our sin. But then he also talks about eternal death. And eternal death is separation from the living and God forever. So what death is Paul talking about here in Colossians chapter 2? Paul is talking about that second kind of death there. He's talking about spiritual death. And he's saying that at the cross of Jesus... That our spiritual death died with Jesus. That that separation between us and God because of sin, that that separation from God died with Jesus. Notice what he says here in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 10. Paul said, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus. Look at this, I love this. Who destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. That's what Jesus did at the cross. Our spiritual death died with Jesus at the cross. Our death died, but in its place, Christ gave us life. The Bible says it like this, back to Colossians, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19, that God was in Christ doing what? He was reconciling the world to himself. And as we're going to see here in just a moment, he was taking care of the sin problem so that you and I would no longer have to be separated from God. That is, when we put our faith and our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, but that God through Christ at the cross was reconciling the whole world to him. And that's why he said you were dead because of your sins, but God made you alive in Christ Jesus. So at the cross, our death died with Jesus. But not only did our death die with Jesus, also at the cross, your debt died with Jesus. Because listen to what Paul says here in verses 13 and 14. He said, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all. Everybody say all. 
I love that word all, all our trespasses, not some of our trespasses, not part of our trespasses, but he has forgiven us all our trespasses. How did he do that? Look at this, by canceling the record of debt that stood against us. Now that word record right there is a very important word. It, it comes from a Greek word that's only used one time in the entire New Testament and this is the place where that word record is used. And do you know what the word record means? It means receipt. And every one of us here in this room tonight, we know what a receipt is. You know, maybe you go over here to a Mexican restaurant and, and you order yourself some chips and salsa. You get you some cheese dip. You maybe get a side of guacamole. You decide that you want a, a, a burrito supreme with beans and rice. And then somebody else that's with you, they decide that they want polio loco or nachos or fajitas and give me some sweet tea and a, and a diet Coke with that. And then at the end of your meal, what do they do? They bring you a receipt. And on that receipt are the things that you ordered and the things that you received. That's what a record is. That's what a receipt is. That's what Paul is talking about here when he said that he canceled the record of our debt. Every one of us in this room here tonight when we came to the Lord Jesus Christ, before we knew Christ as our personal Savior, listen to me, every single one of us had a record. Somebody say amen to that. And you're looking at this receipt and you're saying, yeah, I did, Pastor, but it was a whole lot bigger than that little receipt that you're holding in your hand. But every single one of us had a record. Every single one of us had a receipt. Every single one of us had a bill. Every single one of us had a ticket. And on that record was every wrong thing, every sin that we had ever committed, every wrong or every sinful thought, every sinful action was listed on our record. And notice what he said. He said that he canceled the record of our debt. And notice what he said about that debt. He said, a record of debt that stood against us. I like the way that the New American Standard Bible says it, that it was hostile, that this record that we had was hostile against us. You say, well, how was that record against us? How was it standing against me as an enemy? It was standing against you and I as an enemy because it was using our record to accuse us. The enemy was using that record not just to accuse us, but to condemn us. And let's face it, every one of us, we have been condemned. We have been accused because of that record. That record sealed our fate for all of time and eternity as separated from God. And it was a hopeless situation that had the power to send each and every one of us to hell. And listen to me this evening. You and I could not do one thing about it. You and I did not have what it took to be able to pay that bill. We did not have what it took to be able to pay what was on that receipt. But notice what the scripture says in Colossians chapter 2. It says that Jesus canceled the record of our debt. Now that word canceled, 
<laughs> that, that word canceled there in the Greek is a very dramatic word because here's what it means. It means to erase an entire book. Listen to what John wrote in Revelation chapter 20, verse 11. He said, I saw a great white throne and the one sitting on it. The earth and sky fled from his presence, but they found no place to hide. And he said, I saw the dead, both great and small, stand before God's throne. What he's describing to us here is the great white throne judgment, where those who died apart from Christ, not those who died in Christ, but those who died apart from Christ, the Bible says at the end of time that they will be raised from the dead, both great and small, and they will stand before the great white throne judgment, and they will be judged according to what? Look at this. And the books were opened. The books were opened. That sounds more like my record. My record didn't look something like this when I came to God. My record looked more like a full volume of a world book encyclopedia. The whole set, not just one book, but the whole set. And notice what he says here about those books. He said that the books were opened, including the book of life, and the dead were judged according to what they had done as was recorded in the books. But what does Paul tell us about that record of those who have put their trust in Jesus Christ? He said that he has canceled that record. And again, that word canceled means to erase an entire book. So you see, when you and I come to the Lord, when you and I come to Jesus, I mean, we had a record. We had a book that was full of the things that we had done, the sins that we had committed. Every, every law of God that we had violated, every evil thought, every evil action was in that book. But the Bible says that God took that book and God erased every single thing that was in our record and he made it, look, he made it like a brand new book as if nothing had ever been written in that book before. Oh, somebody ought to thank God tonight that he has canceled your record, that he has erased your record. He has erased your book. You say, well, how did he do that? I'll tell you how he did it. He did it with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. That's why Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18 says this, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. That's why we sing, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, somebody give him some praise in the room tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Our death died with Jesus at the cross. Our debt died with Jesus at the cross. But notice, notice not only did he cancel it, he nailed it to the cross. That means that record that was against you 
condemning you, accusing you. Not only did he erase it, he nailed it to the cross. Do you know what that means? He executed your record. He crucified your record. He put to death your record and my record. Boy, somebody ought to be feeling really good here tonight. Amen. At the cross, your death died. At the cross, your debt died. And then last, the scripture tells us that at the cross, your enemy's demonic power died with Jesus. <laughs> Your enemy's demonic power. Now listen to me. Remember who our enemy is. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Paul said it like this in Colossians 2 and 15. He said, in this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and the authorities, and he shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Now, I love the message paraphrase of this verse because I think it's more true to the original Greek language. Listen, listen how the message paraphrases this. He stripped all the spiritual tyrants in the universe of their sham authority at the cross and marched them naked through the streets. First of all, let me tell you one way that he disarmed the enemy. Look back at that scripture again. He said, in this way, in what way? Canceling your record. Erasing your record. In that way, he disarmed your enemy because now your enemy has nothing that he can condemn you for. Nothing that he can accuse you of. Why? Because your record is wiped clean. And when the enemy comes trying to condemn, and the enemy comes trying to accuse you, God goes to this book, and he says, I don't see anything here. I, I don't see anything written here. He disarmed that's why the Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Because you see, this is not, this is not your notebook. So don't, don't leave here feeling all high and mighty about yourself that I got to. No, this is Christ's notebook. And you are in Christ. And so God doesn't go pulling your notebook out again. Your notebook's been executed. Your notebook has been crucified. Your, yours has been erased. But he goes to Christ's and he finds perfection. Mm. But notice that he said he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. The message said he stripped all the spiritual tyrants in the universe of their sham authority at the cross and marched them naked through the streets. Let me tell you the picture that Paul has here. He has the picture here of a Roman triumph. 
that when there was a nation that became hostile against Rome, that the general of the Roman army would muster his troops together and they would go fight against this other nation that was hostile against them. And they wouldn't just fight a little battle here and a little battle there. They would fight until the war was completely won because you didn't have complete victory until the war was won. Not just a few battles, the war. And then once that war was won, that general would get his troops in line behind him and they would come back into the city there at Rome And the emperor would be waiting on them to welcome them back from winning that war. And at the very front of this procession, at the very front of this parade would be that Roman general, that victorious general that had led them into battle. And of course, people would be on both sides of the street and man, they would would be screaming and and they would be praising that general and they would be praising I mean it it would it would just be an amazing event that would be taking place the general would lead the way and behind the general would be his Roman his soldiers and in the hands of these soldiers get this in the hand of these soldiers were the spoils of the war and they'd be walking between those people on the sides of the road and they'd be showing them these spoils hey look Look what we took from our enemy. Look what we took away from our enemy. And then behind those soldiers would be the prisoners of war. Those generals of those other armies that they had fought against and their fighting men. And they would be in chains stripped naked. And they would publicly parade their enemy completely stripped before all of those people. That's the image here that Paul has in mind. When he said that he stripped or he disarmed, that means that he undressed, he stripped your enemy and my enemy of their power and their authority and he rendered them ineffective against the sons and the daughters of God. You see, when Jesus went to the cross, it was more than just about physical suffering. I mean, think about it. Over 10,000 Jews had been crucified on a cross. As long as Rome was over and ruling over the the nation of Israel. More than 10,000 Jews had been crucified. So Jesus was more than just being crucified. Jesus was more than just dying on a cross. There was spiritual significance attached to what Jesus was doing. And Paul says that at the cross, your death died with Jesus. At the cross, your debt died with Jesus. And at the cross, your enemy's demonic power died with Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, I hope that you were blessed and inspired by today's message. We here at Summerton Church of God believe that God is a God who still does miracles. And we're seeing it on a weekly basis. People's lives being transformed by the power of God, being saved, healed, and delivered for the glory of God. 
and we want you to experience for yourself. So why don't you come and be our guest one Sunday here at Summerton Church of God. I look forward to personally meeting you.